0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: Now is the portion of the programming where we, you have questions, we have answers, and a little segment we like to call Hey Joe. Joe
2: Cracked the
1: and just as a reminder, Dennis, before we get started, when Joe Obvious is not here, uh-huh. we only ask real and authentic yes. Hey Joe questions. That is a fact.
3: All right. First one comes from Antonio. Hey Joe, where does Daniel Snyder rank him on the worst owners of all
1: time? All right. So crazy story on ESPN <laughs> today, according to sources, from Daniel Snyder is basically threatening not only the other NFL owners, but NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, by telling him that they that he has stuff on them. You do. All right. Let's let's get a little listen to what is going on with the Commanders owner, who you might note has been uh, evading congressional hearings and embroiled in email scandals. Let's, let's see what we got. So
3: this is Seth Wickersham of VSPN. Okay. Don Van Natta and Tisha Thompson and I decided to try to answer a question that I think a lot of fans have wondered, and that's how has Dan Snyder survived. And our reporting showed a lot of interesting things, including what you alluded to earlier, that he has dirt on NFL owners. He has told people (laughs) that he's used private investigators on them and that some of that stuff could blow up the league. That's a quote that he told somebody. He said to a confidant, they can't F with me. And now he has denied saying those things to us. But again, we have firsthand people who have heard him say that. And, you know, I think that that's not landing very well at 345 Park Avenue and with
1: his fellow owner. So Danny Snyder wants to take on the senator's son, Roger Goodell.
0: Mate, this is what it is, October 13th. This is the first time in my life I will ever say this sentence. Roger Goodell isn't paid enough for this. Are you kidding me? What is wrong with Daniel Snyder? He's going to go full nuclear on the league? Wow. And what PI did he hire? Now, cuz I was here what was it months ago and the congress couldn't find him. He was on vacation. Boat? Yeah, on a remote location with no internet. Yeah, I'm sure. You, billionaires do that all the time. Not uh
1: what so what PI so did he get? So where does he rank among the worst owners? Oh gosh! Considering what he's done to the franchise, I mean, we have to. I think we got to go into history
0: yes. to find other people. I think right now there's no doubt. Day, he, there's he nobody takes the close. Game. Yeah. I mean, Dolan looks like a gem. I mean, the Will Pons and Bernie Madoff look pretty good compared to him. Uh... <laughs> I mean. Uh, this guy's got the the sexual harassment in the workplace, okay. the right. cheerleaders ripping off people's life savings. Rip,
1: yeah. uh, okay, that's uh, they're right,
0: awful I'll... human. We're talking about awful people here, but yeah.
1: uh,
0: it's hard march to march shot.
1: Yeah, that's he's still behind March shot, right? Yeah, it,
0: it, that that whole Nazi Germany thing is that's probably not the, great. That's a great top, look. That's top notch. How, how about Harry?
1: How about Harry Frazee? Who the guy who sold Babe Ruth to, <laughs> oh, to, to supplement? No, uh, no, Nanette. Is Broadway play? I listen,
0: it was probably a great show. I appreciate it as a Yankee fan. I don't I, think I it stayed you. on Broadway very long. No, <laughs> I, not, not like the babe. No, hey, listen, it worked out for the Yankees. I like him. He's a great owner.
3: All right, keep him in sports. Let's go
0: to Get the Say it
2: ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. All
3: right, this one comes from your millennial girlfriend. Hey, Joe, does the use of a thumbs up emoji trigger you?
1: Okay, uh, listen, I'm 47 years old, so I, I'm. I'm, I'm going to need your help here, Cox, okay. as, a, as a Ute. What exactly is the problem with using a thumbs-up emoji? This is a story from the Daily Mail that says you should never, according to a survey of, you're saying not millennials, but Zs, Yeah, Cox, Gen, Gen Zers,
3: I guess, look at a thumbs-up emoji as is, is almost like a negative connotation in terms of like, hey, sure thing, you got a buddy thumbs-up. Like it's patronizing? Essentially. Uh, okay. That's apparently how it's perceived. Oftentimes, there are other emojis that were discussed in this, but apparently that was the number one. Do not use this. Now, I think.
1: So, my question I, to you, I get it. Cox, as a younger person. Yeah. Do you? Are you triggered by the use of a thumbs up emoji?
3: Triggered? No, no, but I think it all depends on context and who I'm who I'm texting back and forth with. So if it's someone that oh, I know and it's I, not
1: triggered, it, this is the quote. I'm sorry. Gen yeah. Zers say they feel attacked. Oh, attacked! Oh. Yeah. Attacked. Whenever they see a passive-aggressive quotes, thumbs-up emoji, a 24-year-old on Rennet summed up the Gen Z argument by saying, it's best to, quote, never used, never be used in any situation as it is hurtful. Mm. Do you, I mean... I, I don't agree with Cox, that. Cox, do I go full old
3: man here? What what do I do? I mean, I mean if you go for it. Lean into it. Uh, for me, I, again, it all depends on context in terms of who you're talking with and what you're talking about. Because someone just kind of throws you the thumb up emoji that's almost the equivalent of a middle finger Okay, actually,
1: Anthony might be younger than you. Where are you, Anthony, on this? Is this like the- You're not a Z, you're a millennial, though.
3: Am I? Yeah, something. I don't know. How old are we? Thirty-five. Yes. Yeah, we're the same. I'm thirty-six. So yeah, yeah, we're it's falling it's the same. Same, same
0: thing. Same thing. Is this like buddy? Like the thumbs up is like calling a grown man buddy? Yeah, Same thing, me, pal.
1: If you call me buddy, like my, <laughs> no, I'm guilty of that now. Every once in a while, <laughs> my yeah, older <laughs> my
0: older brother my older brother has trained it into me that you just have to start a fight. Then like if somebody like, says, buddy. Buddy. All oh, right. No. You just got to take off. You know, you take off whatever you got to save. Hold my phone. Hold the beer. Now I got to fight. You call me buddy. No, thumbs up. Is it the same as if you double click the message? I'm guilty. of this. I double click and hit thumbs up all the time. Like yeah, okay. You have
1: some zers working for you. I do. I'm gonna ask you. I
0: I do not. I do not. I never would intend it to be a. They feel attacked.
1: Really? You feel attacked? When? Now, yeah, we're gonna have to differentiate here between. Are you just hitting like the tap? The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The double tap on the message. Like, yeah, got it. How about this? The green check mark. Is anyone, is that attacking or is it the same message? I, like... I love the green check mark. That's my go to. I
0: like that, the, the Italian emoji, like the Italian oh, yeah. hand emoji. I use that kiss. all the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 They give it a little chef's kiss. I, I use that one. I guess that's the way to do this year. Moral of the story use the chef's kiss, stay out of the thumbs up. <laughs> you. You want to feel attacked, I'll actually attack you. Get that out of here. You don't like the green <laughs> check that mark. i not never use
1: that. Okay. No. All right. I'm learning. I'm learning. Uh, I think we got time for one more. How you doing? All
3: right. Final one here. This one comes from G4. Hey, Joe, never mind the price increase on Storm Brew. When do we storm the castle over $9 fountain drinks at PNC Arena?
1: Whoa. This was, this was big in the text thread last night.
3: $9
0: fountain drinks? I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> I'm being blindsided by this Hey Joe question. Thank you for whoever submitted this. I am going to light off here. They, that costs less than a penny. <laughs> Listen, I think Tom Dundon's doing a great job. Yes. I think what New is a great of the job. Program. New yes. friend of the program. Yes. I want to build, I want to commission the statue of Rod Brindamore out front. Mm-hmm. But can we please charge a reasonable price for a soda?
1: Now, I'm I, sure there's no refund. The do, well, no, I was going to say, I do think if you get the right cup, Oh yeah, you, you get refill. I would say
3: the souvenir is that the souvenir cup with the refill. Yeah, okay. Not, that that's a different. But
1: I don't think you can get a cheaper soda. Like I think they've eliminated the option of a cheaper soda. Oh. See, my dad is like the number
3: one
0: popcorn guy in stadiums. So like he gets like the elephant size <laughs> popcorn, eats it all in like five minutes, but then like gets it refilled. He's a big popcorn guy. But so can we charge a fair price? Dunden make a lot of money on these games. Rock on, man. You deserve it. Great. You bought the team make money. But $9 sodas is too far. All right. We'll see what we'll see how the Canes recover. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, when it comes to retirement, how do you factor inflation into your financial fill-up? <laughs> well, that's a big thing these oh, days. Yeah.
1: How do we counteract this? We make sure that our money's in the right place. We make sure we can't lose a lot of our money when we get closer to retirement. We need to make sure we have an inflation-protected plan for the next 10 people who call. We'll put it together for them, Tim, at no cost or obligation. They'll even get a bag of my new coffee when they come in. Call
0: 800-691-3215, or you can text my name, Tim, to 600 600- 700 just make sure they know that you heard about it here on the drive
1: joining me now on the Heaster automotive group hotline nc state men's basketball coach kevin keats it's year six and i feel like that's true the traditional year coach where we air our grievances
2: what do you yeah. think well what do you mean year six we've been doing this since year one Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But first of me. all, First of all, Joe, let me, let's make sure we do this the right way. Thanks for having me on. Okay. And uh, I appreciate you having me on before we start airing our stuff out.
1: Okay. Now, first of all, you had media day locally here. And what time did you schedule it for?
2: Well, I, I, I scheduled it on purpose. Craig Hamill did so we could make sure that you could make it that day.
1: All right, perfect. We're just making right. sure that everyone's motives are clear. <laughs> then, the ACC has their tip-off event in Charlotte. I'll, I'll give I'll give you a break on that one. I don't think you scheduled that one, but it just happened to be the same day as the Hurricanes opener. So I missed you yesterday in Charlotte.
2: That one we cannot take credit for. Okay, um, but the the local one we can. All right. It, it was shocking, to be honest with you, when I had my breakout section session that i didn't have you there uh it's a little weird actually to be honest with you because you, you, mi- usually, you usually break in and you get the first question of before anybody else can ask a question
1: correct so you're saying you missed me that's what you're saying
2: yeah i miss you at that particular time is what I'm. All all
1: right all right well let's get into it then you're six I- i'm listen i get accused of being a kevin keats fan and standing up for you and all of these other things all I've said is give the guy a chance. Without the NCAA cloud, this is year six. I don't need to tell you that last year wasn't great. I don't. Nobody needs to tell you. Georgette doesn't even need to tell you that last year wasn't great. You know it. Uh, so, what is your mindset going into this year, and and how you kind of have to scramble and, and and know what's in front of you?
2: Yeah, Joe. I would say I don't. I don't know that there's anybody that was excited about what went on last year. Just was very wasn't a good year. And um, I think one of the things that I've always said is um, when you're the head coach, you have to take that responsibility for it, no matter what the situation was. And um, I've completely owned up to that. Um, our guys last year played as hard as they could for me. Um, they gave it out, you know, they gave you know everything they had. But at the end of the day, it's my job to, um, to fix some of these issues. And um, we did. I thought we did a great job of going out and identifying some of the issues that we had from a basketball standpoint by getting four transfers, four older guys that can come in and play, and then we also needed new energy, and uh, I think we got some new energy with the the guys that we brought to our staff. I think they will do a great job, and they come with a plethora of uh, experience. And you know, after every year, Joe, whether we win, um, or have a really good year, or we have a a year like last year, I go back and I look at a lot of things, and the main thing is I, I see where I can get better at, and then also where can we get better as a program? And you know, we don't shy away from that. It's year six; we understand that, and we you know our, our goal is. And I've said this a couple of times: is I felt like our first three years were really, really good, and uh, we want to get back to playing NC State basketball that way. How do we get there? Uh, we got to play our style of basketball. Those three years, we had at least you know nine or ten guys that we could play, uh, very similar to the guys that we recruited, and you know we had depth and we could press and we can get up and down, we can get out in transition. And I like the the mindset of this team right now and where we're headed.
1: I know it's not about you, but do you feel like this year you're coaching for your future for your job?
2: I don't. I really don't. I feel like that I'm coaching the same way. That I've coached every year I I take this like I'm a very prideful person. And, um, you know, when I took over this NC State program, you know, we had taken over a program that had lost at one four conference games and five conference games before we took over and We didn't like that. The university didn't like that. And so I wanted to, you know, obviously come in and and be different. And, you know, other than last year, we've been different. And so, you know, I'm coaching for not only myself, uh, which is for a pride thing, but I'm also coaching for NC State University and coaching for the guys and the families where I've sit in front of them and recruited those guys to give them an opportunity to number one get a great education, but also to be able to play at the next level
1: the ncaa case is in the books um there were some punishments and that were handed out now the main one was avoided did not have the postseason ban uh, but part of your contract allows you to extend your deal your current deal uh, I believe by two years um it, based on the the loss of the scholarship and bought and based on the limitation of the recruiting visits have you and your agent talked to Boo Corgan at NC State about what you want to do with your contract.
2: Yeah, last last month, we uh, we decided to um, exercise our two year NCAA extension.
3: way
1: all right that means we're in a good position here because i like what you did with your not only your roster but your coaching staff levi watkins is a guy who has played here he's from here coached here just talk talk to me a little bit about levi and what he's added to the staff and obviously he's the one that most people here are going to know about it. and that's not to shortchange anyone else uh but really what his the importance of his role has been for you this offseason? Well.
2: Let's start with this, uh, fully qualified. Uh, you know, I wanted a guy who started off who is an, a high major coach who has kind of worked his way up. You you look at Levi, he started here and, you know, he's obviously gotten better everywhere he's went from Buffalo to Arizona State um, um, to Ole Miss. And then, you know, just doing my homework on him First, as a coach, because that's the most important thing. It's not a favor, not any of that stuff. Uh, I learned so much about him as a coach and how he's improved in recruiting and and coaching and relationships and everything else. It's an added bonus because he is a former player. And he gives us so much credibility when you're talking about NC State. And, you know, you're talking about the history of NC State and some guys who have played here and obviously went on to do great things. He's not a guy who played at the NBA. But he's also a guy who's got a degree here, who's in this business, who's been very successful. And so having him back means a lot. Um, You know, he's completely changed it. You know, it it means something when a former player now has taken you around campus and, you know, talking about the campus and talking about his time here and how much it has grown since he's been here and everything else. And he's been great. Him and his wife, Monica, who is also a graduate of NC State. We're so happy and fortunate to have them back into this program
1: nc state men's basketball coach kevin keats joining us here on the Heaster automotive Group line joe this is out today i'm joe Gillio. all right one of the players that you guys brought in this offseason you mentioned you bring in four guys who have experience one's jarkel joiner obviously familiar with levi watkins from old miss we've had a chance to interact a little bit with jarkel media wise but it does feel like he now terquavion's the guy don't get me wrong but does feel like Jarkel could be a leader for you guys, and someone who handles the ball, and, and really kind of could spark what you do this year.
2: You know, I, I love him, Joe, um, and here's why. You know, he he's going to put you in the mindset of a guy who can facilitate, he can get his own shot, uh, but he also can create for others. He's going to put you in the mindset of a guy like Markel Johnson, when Markel Johnson was really, really good. Um, what's special about him is that, You know, if you look at last year's team and just just look at our guards, you know, we have Breon Pass, who's a freshman, Taquavion Smith, who's a freshman, uh, Darion Sebron, who uh, who was a sophomore, and Cam Hayes. Well, we didn't have an older guy, and that was the first time since I've been here since my first year because Markel Johnson was a sophomore at that time, but we'd always had an experienced, you know, veteran guard. And so he gives you a, a guy who is great in the locker room. He gives you a, a guy who has um, scored double digits as a power five guy. He allows Tequavion Smith to be Tequavion Smith. Um, you know, he's not coming in trying to steal in his shine or anybody else's. And he's been a coach on the floor. What a great kid! It was a great addition. Uh, an older guy, a guy who understands, really good on defense, uh, on the defensive end, he's probably our hardest worker, but he's also our loudest voice in practice.
1: If you got good guards, I've been told, you'll be okay. Might, might have been something you thing. learned, might I've have been something that. that you learned from Rick Patino along the way there. Uh, what what would you call Jack Clark, though?
2: You know, so we, we, you know, we haven't, I don't think anybody has talked about Jericho Hallam's in a while, and You know, say what you want to, he's the last, probably in a long time, is going to be the last four-year guy that, you know, in a while, that come through a program. But you saw him get better from his freshman year to his sophomore year, all the way to his senior year. And he did some good things in our program, but we we lost him. He was our third leading scorer behind, you know, Darion and Sebron. I think Jack is a, a new hybrid forward that can play some three and some four. He can make some shots. He had a tremendous um, Bahamas um, uh, trip for us. You know, I think it, I think his numbers were 19 points and 11 rebounds. Um, but what makes him special is he can play with a lot of people. Doesn't you know command the basketball? Can really really shoot it. He's got great size. He can guard multiple positions. And in today's age or today's guys, you want a guy that can stretch the floor with great length. And we've been excited about Jack. Jack's worked extremely hard since he's gotten here. Uh, we felt like we got a really, really good one out of the transfer portal.
1: I'm going to let you go on this. And and Kevin Keats, NC State men's basketball coach, joining us here on the OJ. Because you mentioned the Bahamas, and, and I'm giving you a hard time today because, I don't know, I'm, I'm feeling a certain kind of way. Uh,
2: are you rooting to see Manny Bates in the Bahamas and Butler? I'm rooting for Manny Bates. Okay. Um, and what I mean by that is, obviously, he's had some very unfortunate situations happen. Um, you know when we when he was here, and I'm praying for his health and him to have a really good season for Butler.
1: see, you didn't even you didn't even flinch at
2: that one, well, hey listen, Joe, regardless of the situation, I think you know this that I love the kids, yeah, I really do, and so you know, um, for me, it would be, hey, I'm not bitter that a young man's not in my program like he he gave us everything he could while he was here, and I'm just rooting for him to have a season like he did a few years ago where he can make it through the season and have a chance to make some money.
1: All right. Well, the Bahamas have been good to you. So, I, Are you I coming to the
2: Bahamas, Joe? No, yo, no. Really? You're, you're in I'm charge shocked. of the Bahamas. I am, I am shocked of that.
1: No. You're, you're did good. you go
2: my first year when we played Arizona? Were you there?
1: No, because NC State football was pretty good that year, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't cover your first year. Wiseman covered your first year. So, so I, I missed out get, on all the good stuff.
2: You get you get an opportunity to, to go. You should bring your family. Your wife is beautiful. Okay. Your kids are great. You should bring them to the Bahamas.
1: Yeah, our friend Aaron Beard at the Associated Press every year gets to cover that tournament. So And, and I respect there.
2: that Aaron has done a great job of getting some great tournaments to cover. <laughs>
1: he's, he's the best. Yeah. All right. I appreciate you taking some time today, even though you tried to avoid me at your own media day, and circumstances prevented us from being together yesterday in Charlotte. So that was that was I nice. Just of you, feel, so thank I you.
2: just feel like I just feel like this that you didn't come to media day on purpose, and you didn't come to the ACC on purpose, so you yeah, could okay. basically have this one on one. I respect that. I get okay.
1: It. Uh, maybe that was that was the end goal all along. <laughs> yeah. Gavin Keats, NC State men's basketball coach. Appreciate your time, Coach. Best of luck to you this season. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thanks, Joe. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we
0: deliver convenience others only talk about. Every day of the year, primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient.
2: Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.